Heyo, today we are talking about the confidence required. And this is something that I am rediscovering and reigniting in myself because this is one of my my core truths of being. It's like, <laughs> I have always heard this about me as a kid that like I was so sure of myself and no one knew why. Like there was nothing to back up how sure I was of anything, but it did not matter. And so while that may not be everyone's sort of spirit animal, um, it is mine and it is important that I continue making my way back to that and follow and lean into that. And you know, the world will warp you into all sorts of ways of thinking about yourself. But at the end of the day, like this ability to believe in yourself and your skill set and the things that you have created in this life is what's most important. Let's go. Welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast where we do dreams. And finding that alignment in season four has been very important because this is the truth of all the work that the Death of a Dream becomes. And rolling out the first book this season related to that sort of creates this journey and this pathway for people to recover and go after the things that they want in this life. It's moving people through this transition of something doesn't feel quite right. How do I feel my way back there? And I'm excited to be expanding that work in season four and to even be still showing up for what will be the death of a dream and all the beautiful things that we do to change the world together. We've gone through some crazy seasons. We've gone through some more quiet and reserved seasons, seasons of attack. And we're finally experiencing the first season of alignment and building. We have found a foundation and I am very excited to be building right along with all of you. Hey, yo, welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast where we do dreams. That's it. That's all we do here. Jeesh. Seems like a crazy podcast. <laughs> it is. <laughs> uh, and part of that is grounding ourselves in our greatness every day, making it a part of the story we tell ourselves. So, my great thing. Oh, I'm just having so many delicious experiences. Um, like, real good, whole, lovely, just. Um, how would I explain this? You know, when you like want to pinch yourself, I feel like I have those moments multiple times a day where I'm like, 
wait, wake up. This can't be real. This isn't real because what I've learned through this whole experience is that life is forever prodding you in the direction that your intuition is pointing you. And I battled that for a very long time. I was like, nah, I hear you gut, but I don't believe you. I know how to trust myself because I wasn't raised in an environment where that was real, where you valued that because really, and I think this is probably true for a lot of people raised in scarce environments, you sort of de default to the higher power. Like we don't have everything that everyone else has. And so our judgment, our intuition, our guts can't be right. And I think, you know, part of the capitalist society definitely pushes you into that thought. Like only the rich have it good. And so only the rich can trust themselves and know. And no, right? The whole point is to trust yourself. Your body is telling you where you need to go next. And I hear it all the time in the work that I do. I, I feel like, right? And that's what we want you to start leaning into. I feel like I was supposed to write. I feel like there's something bigger for me to do. I feel like fill in the freaking blank. And that feeling is what we want you to lean into. That's where we want you to go. Yes, trust it, lean into it. And the more that I do that, the more that I have these pinch me moments where I'm like, wait, what? How is this all happening? And I know that I willed it into the universe long before I started this work, but there was always this understanding that I've had that whatever I do is not going to have to be something that I am forced to grow. Like it will just happen. It will happen. The doors will open. The opportunities will exist. And I think the universally, the universe is sort of sending me these little micro things that are like, okay, this one isn't going to feel right. And you're going to know that. But are you just going to jump for any opportunity? Or do you understand that you know? And do you understand that your job from here is to trust that knowing and act upon that trusting voice versus the distrust voice. And the distrust voice is really saying like, hey, you better go after that. That opportunity might not come up again, even if your gut is really saying like, hey, uh-uh, not the right time, not the right opportunity, doesn't work. Not sure that maybe all of those things don't exist even but it just doesn't feel right. Those are the things that we want to say no to. And I think, honestly, those are where 
you have those chances to rise to that occasion, to trust your gut, to follow your instinct. And if you don't, it's not like, oh, curse to you. We're never sending you an opportunity again. No, I think it's not pass fail and you're done forever. I think you get a million opportunities to show up a little bit stronger than you did last time. And even if, even if, and this is what's important, even if you're just doing a better job navigating, even if you get it wrong and you decide that you're going to go against your gut, but you still took a second, right, to say, this doesn't feel right. Even the acknowledgement of that is it is a change in energetic values, is a change in how we're operating in this world. And the universe gets that. Like, hey, okay, maybe we didn't nail it. But we'll give you another shot. You at least acknowledge that we were there, that that feeling existed. And that's a step in the right direction. And building up to that, right? Because it's not going to be like, hey, tomorrow I'm going to start trusting my gut 100%. I'm never going to doubt it again. No. And the deeper that those roots run to distrust that instinct and that feeling, the longer that it's going to take to build your way up to trusting that again. And the more pain that's layered on top of that, the more experiences that you have in the opposition of trusting your gut, probably the longer it's going to take to take that initiative and only be heart and gut driven, right? And the longer that it's going to take to develop that trust, because if you're like me, the few times that I did trust my gut, I was right, but it maybe didn't turn out exactly how I felt it would. And then maybe I was like shamed for trusting myself. And for me, with like extreme amounts of confidence that who knows where it comes from. Like there's no reason for me to be as confident as I am, (laughs) right? Especially as a little kid. And so I was brought down a lot of pegs because people would be like, whoa, you can't just know that from reading one book. You can't just be so sure about X, Y, and Z. You don't know what you're talking about. You haven't, you know, played this sport long enough. You aren't. And no, I, I was. And, and so I think over time, even though I felt perfectly confident and sure, like it takes me, I feel like my assessment of situations, opportunities, business, and the makeup of things is pretty quick. And I can assess and evaluate that quicker than most people. And I don't know where that comes from, but that doesn't mean that I don't know what I'm talking about. It's just an intuition. It's just something that I I don't know. I've just been gifted with, I guess. And I, I can't explain it. I can't explain what that is, but what I will say is when I was younger, I would, I was brought down. And so it would be like, Hannah, you can't know that just from what you've taken in, just from reading that book at the library. You can't understand this in that way. You're not right. And it's not right to assume that you do know. And boo, 
Why are we saying that to little kids? What if they do know? What if they know better than us? And most of the time they do. Like, trust me, my kids are way better versed in pretty much everything than I am at this point. (laughs) Because they're learning right now. And so I was brought up in a world that took me down a couple of pegs. And so it took a very long time to finally be able to step back into the world as this confident, sure person who has no reason or right to be sure other than this like gut read on things. And I don't know what that is, but what I will say is that Mark Cuban was talking on a podcast. If you don't know him, serial entrepreneur, angel investor, very successful, owns the Dallas Mavericks. Like (laughs) he's doing okay. Uh, And he, he was listing his talents. And one of his talents was like, I can assess situations and make gut decisions very quickly. And I'm right very often. And I heard a couple of entrepreneurs on podcasts recently who just said very plain language, this is what I'm good at. Then there is no question. This is what I'm good at. This is what I'm skilled at. And I'm going to confidently speak to that. And because they confidently speak to that, you go, oh my gosh. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. He is. You're right. Is he? He's probably made a million bad decisions on top of a million really great ones. But we trust the narrative. We can write that story. We can fill in the gaps there, right? Mark Cuban says, hey, I'm really good at assessing situations and making decisions. We would go, hmm, owns the Dallas Mavericks is on Shark Tank, is an angel investor. He probably is. Now, he probably has a ton of deals that he didn't make the right read, but it doesn't matter. We're going to trust the story that he's telling us, and we're going to look for proof that that exists. And even if we look no further than something like owning the Dallas Mavericks, you'd go, yep, he probably does. And so... That confidence, that ability to speak to how great we are is really important. And for me, having these like pinch myself moments, I have to realize that this isn't the time to take myself down a peg. This is the time to go, holy crap, this person believes in what I'm doing. And this person understands and believes in what I'm doing. And this person and I am really great at this. And it's like, no, Hannah, be humble. No, no, this is not the time to be humble. And certainly people will try to take me down a peg, (laughs) but it's not the time. And true to the root of greatness grounding, y'all, the people who I am up against in this world right now are not taking themselves down a peg. They are saying how great they are and that they delivered on this. They are the Mark Cubans of the world saying, I do this, this, and this very well. Every time. 
And I'm sitting there listening to that saying, oh my gosh, pinch myself. I can't believe I created this. What is this world? No, I made this world. And yes, I am grateful and I am pinching myself, but I created this. I created these opportunities. I created the narrative that gave people something to buy into. And if that offends you right now and you're sitting in your car and you're going, ooh, she better get off her high horse. Like, listen, no, we all got to get on our high horses because we are up against people who are on a million high horses and they talk succinct and specific and confident about the things that they have accomplished. And this is why greatness grounding exists. And while I want us all to sit here and pinch ourselves, we can't pinch ourselves for long because it is time to go into battle and you better get on your horse and it better be the highest horse that you have. And we know what you're good at and what you're delivering on and go. Because you are competing against people who are very good at those things. And this greatness grounding is only a scratch on the surface of how confident and sure of yourself and your gut instinct you are going to have to be to throw them off their horse. Even if we get them off one, we'd be doing great. <laughs> right? And like, yeah, in the world of this world, we're not competing. Because what I'm doing is very different, is very heart-centered, is very, but like at the end of the day, there is going to be something, some opportunity where you're going to get chosen above someone else and being able to speak to how great you are in the same pattern that other people that you're up against are is what's going to make the difference. And go ahead and ground yourself in your greatness. I'm, I'm going to keep on going here. <laughs> and I think it can be done in a different way. Right? Where I can sit here and be grateful and gracious and acknowledge that other people Hannah, this world that she's created is not possible without all of the people who bought into the world, who saw the vision and came to be a part of that. And because of who Hannah is, oh my gosh, can I not talk in third person? I have been writing in third person for our socials lately because as we begin to shift into a model where more people are involved in the narrative and the story. We have to talk about it as if I'm not the one running it because I'm not the one running it. Right? We have to write from that third person perspective. <laughs> but it's throwing me off a little bit. So bear with me. <laughs> but if Hannah, if I was going to go out and say, hey, this is what I built. And because of the way that we talk about what we're doing here, these people got involved. They got excited. They bought in. And 
because of their buy-in and their passion and their excitement for the alignment of what we're about as a company, we did this together. And I think instead of this like, hey, I'm Hannah, this is what I'm good at, I'm really great at leading a narrative and and getting people to buy into a mission and a vision. And I've always been excited about that. Like I've always been trying to figure that out. Every single team I was on, I'm like, okay, coach, I just think, you know, why is that person drinking on Friday nights? We got a we got a thing to win Saturday. Like we got to win the tournament, right? Like that is the goal. So what are we doing? No one being hungover can play a great game. Why aren't they buying in? What's going on? What do we need to do? Do there need to be more strict rules? Do there need to be less strict rules? What's going on? How do we get this person to become a part of this? And then I would develop a crazy passion for that. Just that piece. Like, I care about nothing else, really. I mean, I think sports are exciting, but I think the actual the actual doing of the sport is 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 relatively easy yes it's very technical but it's like the repetition of getting those technical skills right and doing them enough times to be better than most people but most importantly mentally having an advantage and when I think about how I can get people to buy into what we're doing, that piece, that I am very good at. I don't know. I, no, no, we're not backing down from this, right? Like this podcast may offend you because it may not be something that you're used to. Because just listening to a bulk of business podcasts, what I can say is most I'm going to have to listen even more, even closer. But the tone of what is said, a difference between makers, creators, CEOs, there is a difference in how they talk about themselves and their skills. There is. And I think there's a new way to do this where it can be Hannah created this and she is great at these things. And she recognizes that she's terrible <laughs> at these things. <laughs> really bad. Like, listen. <sighs> she's really bad at these things. And... She can be a force when she works with the right group, when she joins forces. And that, the communication of that above self and not like team, my team is the reason that I am as strong as I am. I am as strong as I am. And everyone that I bring into the fold and the strength of what I am doing is 
equally, if not more strong in what they are strong in. Right? There is no hierarchy. I wish that there was. Because like, (laughs) if someone gets to be standing at the top of this mountain that I am constructing, I would be very excited for it to be me, but I would also be very excited for it to be anyone who is looking for that opportunity, whoever wants to build this thing as big as they can, as great as they can. Like, I don't know. As much as I would love to be standing there, I would hate to be standing there by myself. I would hate to go, oh, I stepped on you, and I stepped on you, and I stepped on you, and now here I am. No, like, here we all are, and that's how it's going to sound. And whether that is someone just taking this same model and applying it somewhere else, and they can do that in their own special way, but the only reason to do it that way is so that it's not Hannah, 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 Hannah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's like, yeah, great, Hannah. You built this thing. Super cool. And now how do we help other people do that? And if we can't do that with this model, then this model does not work. Because this isn't about saving one town. This isn't about Hannah building something to be proud of. This is about making an impact. This is about changing lives. And I had a call yesterday with my mentor. Oh my gosh, how did I get so blessed in this life? Pinch myself, pinch myself. No, I'm not pinching myself. I am very blessed, but I am very blessed because y'all, it's been a journey. This has been a lot of work and effort and research and doors open based on that. And I am the reason that those doors open. And I am very blessed. And I pinch myself all the time because I can't believe that I found or or, or attracted such an amazing person. Um, <laughs> I can't. But she had said, like, at the end of the day what is this about? You know, is profit your focus or is your impact your focus? If you had to pick one, and she's been asking that question since the beginning, and I've sort of skirted around it and thought like, well, you know, we got to make money and that's really important. And I understand that. And this isn't, this isn't meant to not pour money into people's pockets. Like that is what this is for. Um, but at the end of the day, if this venture made me money and that was it, this wouldn't be something that I was proud of or interested in continuing. I know. If this doesn't have an impact, if this doesn't help, if the decisions that I make won't be profit-driven, and that was really where I think when your back's up against the wall, and that's what she was asking, like, 
what's going to matter. What matters more? Your profit or your people? And I said, well, I would communicate that by how we've already been making decisions. There have been multiple times where when I sat down on something, I'm like, we are not going to make money here. But I know that this is what we need to do. And so we'll take that loss for the good of the community or for the good of the entrepreneur. And we'll figure it out. Right? And so just going off of that track record, then that's how we know. And even if we didn't have that, I think true to my heart in this work, that's what's going to matter. Did we actually help? And that's not to say that we can't make money while also helping. That's to say when we are leading with generosity, when we are leading with this like conscious heart of the work that we're doing and how hard all of this is and where and why and how that all happens, when we lead with that as the focus and the central point and we lead with the idea that impact is more important than money, we make different decisions. And I'm really so proud to be leading those conversations and to be taking groups of people in the direction of what's in our heart and what makes the most sense for the most good. And that's, that's how I'm leading this. What is good? In this vein of helping a community grow, what's going to help? In this vein of helping people do their dreams, what's going to help? The people side, the human side, that element, that's the focus. Not what's going to scale my business as fast as we possibly can to grow as rapidly as we can and go into every single town because the model is applicable to that and we certainly can and we could be doing that tomorrow. Let's go. And what I will say is I understand that someone is probably already looking at this and saying, yep, we could scale that tomorrow. Here's how I would do it. Blah, 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 blah. And they're going to go buy up all those buildings. So we can't sit back and wait to be swept off our feet. Um, so we have to kind of rev that engine and understand how to do that. And we will do that. Right? There's a consequence of that truth right there. Hey, I don't... There is no better person to do this than me. And the heart that I have. And so it's time to put that to work. And 
I, I am pinching myself while at the same time making myself move in this tone of confidence and assurance and belief in my own skill set. And it takes time to develop. And it is something that is ingrained into me that I've had to pull back out of myself to realize like there is an era of confidence that I have that I haven't had in a very long time, but that is natural to my humanness in this world. And I know because I got a six-year-old that's got it and she hasn't lost it yet. And she knows everything. And I don't know how, but I am inspired and I aspire to continue figuring out how to get back to that human so I can push forward in this work. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Make sure that you support any creative that is doing work. And that's simple. Just comment, like, share, review things for them so they keep bringing their art into this world, changing it and making it a more beautiful place. You can do that with all of this work here. Feel free, share, review. I write and post every weekday just to help expand my own light in hopes that it helps expand others. And you can find me at hannahness.channel on all socials. Help follow and share and expand this work. And you can find all of my offerings and products at hannahness.channel as well. Change the world.